Grace and peace, everyone, and welcome to KNEC Sermons, a podcast of Kurt Newton and East Calder, Church of Scotland. And let's listen to today's episode. From Genesis chapter 18, verses 1 to 15, hear the word of the Lord. The Lord appeared to Abraham near the great trees of Mamre, while he was sitting at the entrance to his tent in the heat of the day. Abraham looked up and saw three men standing nearby. When he saw them, he hurried from the entrance of his tent to meet them and bowed low to the ground. He said, I have found favour in your eyes, my Lord. Do not pass your servant by. Let a little water be brought, and then you may all wash your feet and rest under this tree. Let me get you something to eat so you can be refreshed and then go on your way now that you have come to your servant. Very well, they answered. Do as you say. So Abraham hurried into the tent to Sarah. Quick, he said, get three sears of fine flour and knead it and bake some bread. Then he ran to the herd and selected a choice tender calf and gave it to a servant who hurried to prepare it. He then brought some curds and milk and the calf that had been prepared and set them before them. While they ate, he stood near them under a tree. Where is your wife, Sarah? they asked him. There, in the tent, he said. Then the Lord said, I will surely return to you about this time next year, and Sarah, your wife, will have a son. Now Sarah was listening at the entrance to the tent, which was behind him. Abraham and Sarah were already old and well advanced in years, and Sarah was past the age of childbearing. So Sarah laughed to herself as she thought, After I am worn out and my master is old, will I now have this pleasure? Then the Lord said to Abraham, Why does Sarah laugh and say, Will I really have a child now that I am old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? I will return to you at the appointed time next year, and Sarah will have a son. Sarah was afraid, so she lied and said, I did not laugh. But he said, Yes, you did laugh, the word of the Lord. And also, <coughs> in Genesis chapter 21, verses 1 to 7. Now the Lord was gracious to Sarah, as he had said, and the Lord did for Sarah what he had promised. Sarah became pregnant and bore a son to Abraham in his old age, at the very time God had promised him. Abraham gave the name Isaac to the son Sarah bore him. When his son Isaac was eight days old, Abraham circumcised him as God commanded him. Abraham was a hundred years old, and his son Isaac was born to him. Sarah said, God has brought me laughter, and everyone who hears about this will laugh with me. And she added, Who would have said to Abraham that Sarah would nurse children? Yet I have borne him a son in his old age. Thanks be to God. The reading this morning comes from the book of Romans, chapter 5, 
reading from verses 1 to 8, our new life. Our faith in Jesus transfers God's righteousness to us, and he now declares us flawless in his eyes. This means we can now enjoy true and lasting peace with God, all because of what our Lord Jesus, the Anointed One, has done for us. Our faith guarantees us permanent access into this marvellous kindness that has given us a perfect relationship with God. What incredible joy bursts forth within us as we keep on celebrating our hope of experiencing God's glory. But that's not all. Even in times of trouble, we have a joyful confidence knowing that our pressures will develop us in patient endurance. And patient endurance will refine our character. And proven character leads us back to hope. And this hope is not a disappointing fantasy because we can now experience the endless love of God cascading into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who lives within us. For when the time was right, the Anointed One came and died to demonstrate his love for sinners who were entirely helpless, weak and powerless to save themselves. Now, who of us would dare to die for the sake of a wicked person? We can all understand if someone was willing to die for a truly noble person. But Christ proved God's passionate love for us by dying in our place while we were still lost and ungodly. Thanks be to God for his holy word. Amen. So we're thinking of the story of um, Sarah and Abraham in Genesis 18 and also Paul's words from uh, Romans 5. I thought we could start off with a little joke. Dora told this joke in the cafe earlier on today, and I think the joke came from Rory, and it's it's this. Uh, what do you call a box full of baby ducklings? <laughs> what do you call a box full of baby ducklings? A box of quackers. Oh, good. Oh, <laughs> well, well done, Rory. <clears throat> well done, Rory. Good one there. It's good to uh, laugh and um, it's good to have laughter. And laughter is something that we, we've come across in Genesis chapter 18. But different forms of laughter, isn't it? We see, for example, in, uh, in fact, you can find it in, Ge- in Genesis 17, that uh, when, when God, the Lord, appears to Abraham as an old man and tells him, you're going to be the father of many nations. You're going to have a son. He sort of laughs in disbelief. And how can that possibly be possible? Um, what what yeah. do you think the idea of uh, laughter in, in that context? I think it's very real, isn't it? I mean, I think God has a sense of humour in choosing this elderly couple. Mm. I don't know if, if, you're, if you're age um, over 60 or even over 50, the thought of having a baby is very amusing and it would make you laugh, I'm sure. Mm. Um, I don't think you'd relish the thought too much. Mm. Um, and so that laughter is a very natural response from mm. Sarah. Yeah. But it's interesting, she laughed inside. It wasn't that she laughed out, but God knew the laughter was there. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he knows our inside laughter as well as what, mm-hmm. what comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's something that struck me, that she, she, um, she denies that she actually laughed. You know, at the, yes. end, of, at the end of the story, she, 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 oh, she denies it. But, you know, because uh, the Lord says, why did, why did you say that you didn't laugh when you did. Um, mm. It's a sense maybe there that we can't, we can't hide even our inner feelings from God. Yes. God knows all things. And it's better, it's better to be honest 
and just mm -hmm. to own to own things rather than try and cover them up. Yeah, and she'd come through a time of, of great trial because I, I guess she wanted to have a family to be a mother and nurse a baby and that had never happened for her. So mm -hmm. it was probably a very touchy issue. And, and so the thought that it could be fulfilled at this stage in her life. Mm -hmm. uh, but it just shows that anything's possible for God. We should never mm -hmm. think that something can happen just because in our scheme of things it's, it's unlikely. Uh, mm -hmm. So I, I like that aspect of her coming out of this time of trial and finding yeah. this joy. Yeah. Yeah, because I suppose at the time it, it, there would have been a stigma connected with her, their, their barrenness, not being mm -hmm. able to have a descendant, a, a child, um, would have caused a certain degree of social isolation um, yes. and even kind of mocking or derision. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which had happened with our, our maidservant who had the baby with Abraham mm -hmm. and had Ishmael and, and there was a lot of jealousy and bitterness and upset between the mm -hmm. two women. Mm -hmm. So this, this was a, a quite a hard journey for Sarah to have been on mm -hmm. um, yeah. and then to get this unexpected news. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes, <clears throat> yes. And when, the, of course, Abraham thinks when the Lord says you're going to have a child, he, he thinks perhaps what that means is that the Lord is going to bless Ishmael. Um, mm. This is earlier on in chapter 17. And, yeah. um, but it's, but it's, you know, in, in so many ways that, that stands for the kind of Abraham having, Abraham and Sarah having taken matters into their own hands and tried to um, bring around a, a descendant in their own way, but actually the Lord had something better in, in store. And mm -hmm. it reminded me of that proverb, I think it's Proverbs 16 too, you know, that many are the plans in a man's heart, but the Lord determines his steps. Um, the sense is that, that God has even better things in store than often we have plans ourselves yeah. or for our own lives. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's interesting that, that the, the um, Lord, when he speaks to, to uh, Abraham and, um, and uh, you know, they can't, well, Sarah can't believe that this is going to be possible, that her as an old lady is going to be able to give birth to a mm -hmm. child. And, and the Lord says, but, you know, is anything too hard for the Lord? Um, mm -hmm. Or is anything too wonderful for the Lord? In other translations that says that, um, I think the word could be used, is anything too miraculous, you know? that Yeah, too uh, awesome, just a kind of thing. Yeah, anything mm -hmm. too awesome. That the, the, the God is the God of miracles. God is a miracle-working God, and so therefore nothing is impossible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there'll be people now thinking, can we get out of our present situation? This is overwhelming, overwhelmed by the anxiety of where they're at and where the world's at and, and is, is it this becoming possible for God and of course it, it hasn't God's mm -hmm. in all of this as well mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. and still asking us to find some joy um, at, at these in these times because mm -hmm. um, joy is a very deep thing it's not a superficial mm -hmm. it, it's a very deep relationship with God that we mm -hmm. we can tap into um, at, at any time Mm -hmm. I know Paul says that at one point we're supposed to be joyful in every circumstance and that's not possible in a happy, clappy, uh, mm -hmm. kind of on the, uh, a superficial level. We can't mm -hmm. be happy in every mm -hmm. circumstance, mm -hmm. but he wants us to look for joy. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And I think you can start the day and, and already feel anxious and you can decide to be cheerful. And I think that can lift your mood mm-hmm. uh, and, and lift the mood of other people around when you decide to have this cheerfulness and reach out. It can be contagious, mm-hmm. just like laughter can be contagious. Mm-hmm. Um, that If we can find that, that laughter in ourselves, how often does that then cause others to laugh with mm-hmm. us? I was thinking mm-hmm. of that Glasgow granny who read The Wonky Donkey. And you can't listen to her without actually catching that infectious laughter. Mm-hmm. And, and when Sarah did have the baby, and, and the further on, two or three chapters further on, she did say that people would see her laughter and would laugh with her. Mm-hmm. And I think that's quite, quite deep and profound as well, that we would see the laughter and joy in others, mm-hmm. and that we would capture some of that and be able to um, have that for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so it's infectious. It's what I think C.S. Lewis called the good infection. You know, that mm-hmm. We would spread that kind of infection around. And that, yeah, that, yeah. You know, people who have um, received that, that sense of joy through the Holy Spirit um, are, can't help but, um, but share it. And, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah good. Um, and, and moving on to chap, uh, Romans uh, chapter 5. I suppose this links with a Genesis passage in that um, Paul is suggesting that even through trials, uh, we can rejoice. We can, we can find that sense of joy as a gift of the Holy Spirit. Um, yeah. And that even, he seems to be suggesting that, uh, you know, he's not saying necessarily that trials are good for you, but that God can bring good from times of trial. Yeah. And, and it's certainly in these times of trial with us. Um, what came to mind when I was reading that was um, Psalm 137, when the Jews are in exile and, uh, and they're asked to sing their song. Um, so it, it says in Psalm 137, by the rivers of Babylon, we sat and wept when we remembered Zion. Mm-hmm. And uh, there on the poplars, we hung our harps. They'd hung up the instruments. They weren't using them. Mm-hmm. anymore mm-hmm. Um, for our captors asked for songs and our demand our tormentors demanded songs of joy mm-hmm. um, but how can we sing the songs of the lord in a foreign land mm-hmm. and they said if, if, if i forget you jerusalem may my right hand um, forget its skill may my tongue cling to the roof of my mouth if mm-hmm. i do not remember you and consider jerusalem my greatest joy mm-hmm. so they're, they're in the darkest place with their they're not feeling any joy whatsoever, but God's encouraging them to sing their song of Zion and, and to bring that back to life within them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I quite yeah. like that kind of connection mm. with, with Babylon. Yeah, and so maybe, maybe for some of us or some of the times in our own lives, it's time to take the harp off the shelf and dust off the harp and the harp mm. that we've hung up, you know, and maybe we've, yeah. we've, we've stopped uh, trusting in and the, the God who delivered, the God who has delivered, as He delivered the people of Israel, yeah, through through exile, but back back into uh, freedom again, and uh, yeah, because yeah. yeah, it is kind of the human state to have sadness and joy at the same time. I mean, how mm-hmm. often do we have just pure joy that then with nothing else that concerns us? Mm-hmm. Because if we if we love others and our family and our friends and we've cares for the world. We've always got anxieties and concerns about these things, mm-hmm. um, and that joy exists alongside it. My my, um, my daughter-in-law and four grandchildren have come to stay with us this week because their uh, dad's gone back out to work and they need to shield mm-hmm. um, because of health issues with for a couple of them. So they, they came here 
a couple of days ago. And on the short journey here, um, my grandson, who's only only eight, he said um, he said to his mum, "Can you die of sadness?" And uh, she said, "No, I think you can die of a broken heart, but I don't think you actually die of sadness." Mm-hmm. And then a minute later, he said, "Can you die of happiness?" And what he was trying to say was he was so sad at leaving daddy because he wouldn't be seeing him um, close up, but he was happy at going to see granny and papa. And it was holding this tension between can you die of this amazing happiness I feel and this sadness that I feel. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and that's the, that is a kind of the human state. Mm-hmm. And God's there with us in that joy and in that, that tension, that anxiety. And he can still let us bring this joy forth. You know, I've, I've seen people... Uh, often on, on social media being upset if, if there are jokes and things that are seem to be a bit frivolous in the midst of all this angst and, and trouble but actually it's, it's, a, it's a tonic we, we need to laugh and we need to acknowledge the, the jokes and the, and the funny things that we see um, because, because that is that's healthy for us and it doesn't mean we feel any less for the troubles and those mm-hmm. who are in a dark place but it's mm-hmm. this tension between the positive and the negative mm-hmm. Yeah. And Paul seems to be suggesting in Romans 5 uh, verse 1, it says, Therefore, since we've been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ our Lord has done for us. Because of our faith, Christ Mm -hmm. has brought us into this place of undeserved privilege where we now stand. And we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. Mm -hmm. He's suggesting that uh, faith leads to joy. Um, Of course, he's connecting back to the previous chapter uh, chapter 3 and 4 in Romans, which talks about Abraham and Sarah's faith is because, you know, God, uh, because they trust, they trusted in God, God considered it to them as righteousness, you know, that it was their, their faith that put them right with God, not, not anything else. It's our, yeah. our yeah. it's a sense, that it's a state of our heart, isn't it? That we can, mm-hmm. we can choose to decide to, um, to trust God and, and, and find the peace and the joy that comes, comes in that. Mm-hmm. that. Mm. Yeah. I think um, Rick Warden, a, a quotation there, said that Christian joy is a deep, deep abiding, and it's just finding that abiding in Jesus um, mm. through, through that deep faith um, mm. that we have. Mm. And a chap called um, Nyber said that humour is a prelude to faith and laughter is the beginning of prayer. I quite mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. that, that it's, it's part of our faith and, and leads us to pray. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Just to relax in God's presence, actually, it's like a kind of icebreaker. How often do Christians go to conferences or whatever and they have these awful icebreakers at the beginning? Mm-hmm. But the, the idea is that you just want to relax and to have some humour and, and, mm-hmm. and relax with each other. Uh, and, and the same way relax in God's presence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. So, t- so to sum up, then we can we can find we can find joy in the midst of everything, every trial, every opportunity in life, every circumstance, and that even in in times such as we're going through at the moment, that um, we can exercise faith and find peace and find joy. Um, yeah. and, and, and discover new depths of God's love for us because it's all rooted in the, the love that Paul says in, in verse 5 there, uh, the hope will not lead to disappointment for we know how dearly God loves us because he's given us the Holy Spirit to fill yeah. our hearts with love. And at the end of the day, that's, that hope. that's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. Yeah, one of my favourite readings is from Lamentations where he talks about being in the depths and my, my, my mouth's been in the dust and all the good things have been taken away from me. But, but still I remember God's faithfulness and the blessings are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Mm. It's, that, it's that transition from being in the dark place to saying, no, God is faithful, I will rejoice. And, and then feel that bubbling up inside simply by declaring it over yourself and declaring the joy over yourself and over your day. Yeah, good. Thank you, Brenda. That's good. That's good. Shall we just pray together? Yeah. We do thank you, God, for the examples of faith in, in the scriptures, in the Bible. We thank you for your faithfulness with Abraham and Sarah and for the promise that they would be the father and mother of many nations. Uh, we thank you for the gift of Christ, God's love to us. And we thank you that for the joy and the love and the peace that comes from exercising our rest in you and our trust in your promises. Mm. Bless us all. Bless this world at this time with the peace that you bring. In Jesus' name. Thanks for listening, everyone. You've been listening to KNEC Sermons. You can find more information on our website, www.knec4jesus.org.uk. Look forward to hearing and seeing you again. Grace and peace.